Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach people across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my desire is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Have you ever sat on a dream for so long that you thought it would never happen? My guest today on the show has been a longtime friend of mine and someone who is one of the most talented humans I know. For years, Kristen Buddy had a desire to share her music with the world, but fear of the unknown held her back from putting her music into the world. In 2020, all of that changed when Kristen decided to make one of the biggest moves of her life. Today on the podcast, we talk about how she moved through her fear and is now sharing both her story and her original music. Kristen was also one of my very first clients to go through the VIP Limitless experience. And in this episode, she shares with me her personal takeaways of how it has helped her to show up more confidently as a performer and a speaker. Kristen Floyd, buddy. You know, I know your name's Kristen, buddy, but I have to call you Kristen Floyd. I'm not going to lie. Welcome <laughs> to the Courage Cast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You know, it's so fun to have on somebody who you've known for a really long time because it's one of those things where it's like you can't be like that professional version of yourself because the person knows you all too well. <laughs> yeah, so we've known each other a really, really long time since uh, Evangel College, also known as Evangel University, and so... I'm just really, I'm really grateful to have you on the show. Yeah, and we won't say how many years ago that was. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember um, your green corduroy pants and tie-dye shirt getting ready to, you know, jump on the stage and wow the world with your uh, spectacular vocals. That's hilarious. Do you have those green pants still? You know what? I think I probably do somewhere in a box in the attic. Isn't it funny, like, I look back at some of those times from Evangel and think to myself, like, that feels like a lifetime ago. Feels like a whole, literally a whole lifetime ago. I was a whole other person. 100%. It was forever ago. Yeah. So for those of you who are maybe new to Kristen Buddy, she is actually a singer-songwriter and speaker, and she's going to share a little bit about herself. But from my perspective... Knowing Kristen for many, many years, Kristen and I went to college together. Then we lived together for numerous years as what we termed way back then before it was like actually coined a term, life partners. <laughs> <laughs> we were roommates. <laughs> we called each other life partners. And um, we lived together for a really long time. And um, I got to bear witness to Kristen's life and, and just... I don't know, her joy and the way she lives her life. And so, but Kristen, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So like you said, I'm a singer, songwriter, and speaker. Um, and man, I mean, music has just been like my thing from the beginning of time. We were both music majors in college, which is how we oh, yeah. met. Yes. Um, but also just love connecting with people, um, which led me to pursue a master's in counseling. So I taught music coming out of college and then became a school counselor. And I did that for 25 years, um, all while wow. doing music and songwriting on the side. And sometimes not at all. It was one of those kind of passions that was kept on the back burner. But um I'm so happy to say I'm now pursuing that full time and have added speaking to what I'm doing. And so it's a, a really um, exciting time in life. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful been a beautiful season here this last, I don't know, couple of years. You know, it's it's so interesting to have watched your journey along the way, like having seen you sit in our living room in our duplex <laughs> with your guitar or, you know, the many hours you sat 
playing and writing songs and covering songs and doing different things and how much I knew you loved what you were doing and you wished you were pursuing it. I would watch you get up to go to work in the morning, like just, I don't know, like, (laughs) I think the phrase is like, kill me now, Crispy. (laughs) It was a struggle from like the Mm -hmm. get go, but I kept at it for a long 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you, what, how did you do that? Like, if you wanted to pursue music, like, what was the reasoning behind staying 25 years yeah. in education? Um, I think it's, it's a few things. First of all, my understanding and knowledge of what was possible in pursuing mm-hmm. music as a career was a very narrow. Like, I, I, we've talked about this before. Like, I basically thought, I could be a rock star or I could teach like those were the only options that I really was aware of. Um, And really not until the last maybe two or three years um, when I got connected with some new creative community and some mentors, um, I kind of had my eyes open to some new possibilities, which is really exciting and really neat. But um, so that was one. I just didn't know what was possible, didn't know how, didn't know, just didn't know how it could happen. And then Mm -hmm. the second was, I think a big one was security um, in that paycheck and a very, I had a very stable job. And, you know, my growing up, like my family really valued education, valued stability, you know, um, and I, I, I still value that really, you know, yeah. I, I want to know I can pay my bills. Um, so, so <laughs> I think that, and then the, the, probably the biggest one was fear. Um, mm. fear has been a huge obstacle in my life. Um, even since I was a kid and really, as I started kind of on a journey, I don't know, maybe in 2017, with you, started with that purpose, the purpose um, group that we did. Mm-hmm. I just really started to realize how much that has kept me stuck and kept me from doing things that I needed to do, that I wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, I'd say those are the three big things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you said you, you did it for 25 years before you took the leap. And you were living in Cincinnati mm-hmm. before you moved Uh, to the Nashville area. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to talk about that time in life because I think that really was a turning point for you. So let's go to when you're in Cincinnati, you're, you're commuting to Kentucky as a school counselor, you know, and, and you're, you're just tell me about what life was like. (laughs) Sure. And I have to say like all that to say, there were good parts about teaching too that I think kept me there too you know so Mm -hmm. I should have said that but um (laughs) anyhow so Cincinnati so I lived in Springfield Missouri after college for I think 12 years teaching and then the last two years was a counselor and then um, my husband and I met through a mutual friend and I ended up when we got married moving to Cincinnati and it was really, really a difficult transition for me. I had um, a really tight-knit community in Springfield, some wonderful friends. I had been single for what felt like forever, but now looking back, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and so when I moved, it was really, I really struggled. I really missed my friends. I kind of really had an identity crisis, like... Um, I didn't, I felt like I didn't know how to be married and, you know, Larry knew everybody. I didn't know anybody. Um, my first job there was incredibly challenging. So like within a span of one month, I got married, moved to a new city and started a new job. And I didn't realize the stress of that and really kind of the trauma of that, how much it affected me until years later. And then that first year of being in Cincinnati, um, I ended up getting fired from my job um, with, uh, I was totally blindsided because they didn't really have grounds. It was basically to give someone else an opportunity um, that was already in the school. And uh, it was devastating. But again, I didn't realize, I don't think the effects the, of what 
that did to me and my confidence. I didn't realize that until years later. Mm-hmm. And then just the challenge of being married and we had dated long distance. Um, and so, you know, I got here, I'm married and finally living in the same city as my husband. And that presented a whole slew of challenges too. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was tough. So I think my start in Cincinnati got off to on a very rough foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, looking as I've looked back on, on all those years there, I just, I really think I got stuck. Like all the things that happened that first year and it was so difficult. I was depressed. Um, I was dealing with extreme anxiety um, in my job and well, just in life. And um, all those disappointments, failures kept me, I mean, caused me to get stuck. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you had sickness. Yeah. So let's see, probably about seven, six years after we got married, um, I we went camping and I got bit by a tick and uh, ended up contracting Lyme disease. I was lucky in that I knew that I got it and was treated fairly quickly. However, um, I dealt with just weird (laughs) health ailments for about three years. Um, Mm -hmm. And I looked fine on the, one of the hardest things about that. And, and I don't think people always realize with Lyme disease is you look fine on the outside, Yeah, but I was, I was terrible. I was at that point having probably, I would say almost debilitating anxiety. um, Mm -hmm. Some of which was over the health things I was experiencing. um, And I just, I was just miserable. I honestly was probably at an all-time low, I would say. It was rough. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt no. like, like, oh, my gosh, this just nothing is working out for me here in this city. Like, what is the deal? Yeah. And and probably looking back, like, you know, if you would have rewound the tape all the way back to college, would you have imagined that that's where you would have been? Oh, no. I don't think so. Um yeah. I mean, so that was, I don't know how old I was. I was probably in my late thirties when, when this all, or maybe I think it would happen the year I turned 40 actually. Um, yeah. If you would have, if you would have said, Hey, Kristen, when you're 40, you're going to be living in Cincinnati. You're going to be sick and you're going to feel like crap. You're going to be struggling with your direction in life. And uh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so much to look forward to. <laughs> you know, I have to say it's it's one of those things that, you know, since doing this work myself and, you know, really telling people's stories and, you know, working with people myself, I think I also struggled with my own things and not feeling like, you know, my life turned out the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where people weren't really telling you the full story so you'd, you'd have conversations with people and they'd kind of gloss over, you know, what was really going on in their life to make it seem good because there's there can be a lot of shame, you know, when you've thought your life was going to turn out a certain way. It really hasn't. And then you're like, you know, I had everything going for me, yeah. absolutely everything in my favor. And this is where I'm where I'm at. And we reconnected. I mean, we had always kind of kept in touch, mm-hmm. but we reconnected um, around that time. And you know, um, you know, which I'm I'm so grateful for. Yeah, first of me all, too. Personally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just in general for me personally it was amazing. But I was starting this thing called uh, the Purpose Groups, and uh, was based off of a book that I had written, Design with Purpose. And you were one of the first cohorts to go through virtually through the group and, you know, met some women. Uh, then you participated in a mastermind that I uh, ran and you met, you know, again, some incredible women. You came up to Canada like multiple times, you know, really got involved virtually within a community. Mm-hmm. How did that shift you and almost like, create an atmosphere for you to consider changing things? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that really, to me, that purpose group was the beginning of transformation, I guess, for me. Um, so you are a huge part of my story. And um, so I think the purpose group, I was trying to think through this timeline in my head, I think it was in around 2017. So I was still dealing with Lyme disease, really struggling. And I remember, I don't know if you had advertised it on social media or how I found out about it, but I remember thinking, wow, I really want to do this because I really feel like I was still struggling kind of with identity crisis. You know, like I really want to do with more with music, but, um, you know, I, I've worked so hard on this master's degree. I don't really want to leave this job. Um, and like I said, was kind of just stuck since that first year. And, um, it, I was like isolated really. And I had wonderful people in my life, but was just struggling, I think for me to be myself. Mm-hmm. So when I heard about this group, I was like, oh, purpose, you know, like I was always so um, intrigued by that. And I feel like probably struggled to some degree with, you know, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, I remember being wanting to do it, but I was nervous that I wouldn't have like the energy, you know, with dealing with illness and also, it was a small, I think, financial investment. And, you know, even that was really the first time I had invested in myself, you know, outside of school, really. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I decided, I was like, okay, if I don't do this, like, nothing's going to change. I got to do something, something, something got to change. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did it. And um, man, it was so good. Uh, I don't even remember everyone was in the group, but it was, it was a fairly small group. And just remember, like, as we started getting into it, first of all, how it was just really cool to connect with people. And I, I guess I didn't expect that from something online, but to get at, connect with people on a deep level. And it was kind of like, I started finding myself again, like I always get emotional about this, <laughs> but, um, like it was like that little girl who loved to sing and um, that little girl who loved music and had that passion. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's still there. <laughs> yeah. You know, she got lost. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was a really cool time. And I got to see something happen in you. Um, and, and I got to watch you transform your life. Yeah, and it, t- it took me a long time. <laughs> like, I think there are times I was like, you know, I want this to happen faster. But I guess I, you know, in a lot of ways, I wasn't ready. It just took a lot of work and a lot of time. And, um, you know, looking back now over the last, I don't know, six, seven years, you know, I, I'm more accepting of like, okay, like this is happening in the right time and that yeah. it's supposed to. But yeah, that was the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, people often, you know, think, oh, it has to happen quickly. You know, why hasn't it happened? You know, I really want to pursue this dream that I have for my life. And then, you know, a year goes by, five years. And sometimes it does take time. Because there's all the emotional component that's going along, you know, in the back end of everything, you know, trying to process who am I, what do I really want, how do I make these changes? And then all of a sudden, the realization that, oh, I've kept myself stuck. Mm -hmm. Like life didn't just, you know, like I'm not here because, you know, it's just coincidence. It's like I made these choices. This was something and here I am now. And then you were in a place in your life. I don't know if it was right before COVID or right during COVID, right at the pandemic, beginning of it. You made a decision and you had been talking with Larry about this for some time, but you made a decision to move to the Nashville area. Yeah. Yeah. Tell was... me tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, so we did purpose group and I started, you know, in that next mastermind after that started taking just small steps towards music, you know, performing more, starting to write more, getting connected um, with um, some songwriter groups and, um, and loved it. Like it was just life. And so my dad had lived in Nashville for 
gosh, almost since after right after college. And I had almost moved here um, maybe like around 2005, um, but ultimately it didn't pan out, didn't work out. And so I was always drawn to Nashville, of course, because of the music scene, songwriters. I, was, I remember the first event I went to, it was with the Nashville Songwriters Association. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I found my people. Mm-hmm. And so I was always, it was always kind of in the back of my mind. And um, actually, I had applied for jobs a couple of times while we were in Cincinnati. Um, and just nothing, I mean, n- nothing, crickets, like I would apply, nothing. And so um, in 2020, yeah, it was right when COVID started. Um, Larry had lost his job and we were kind of just like, okay, like what next? And, you know, I, I was still really wanting to do more music. I was wanting to potentially go part-time and had an opportunity that I thought was a sure deal. And then it didn't pan out. And, um, so when I remember one of my friends saying, well, why don't you just see if what's, you know, what's happening in Nashville, apply for some jobs, see what happens. So I did and um, pretty quickly got several interviews, which was crazy. So um, ended up getting hired as a school counselor down here. And we were, we were like, okay, let's do it. So that was in Mm -hmm. June and school started here in like the beginning of August. So it was like, woo, (laughs) it was a quick thing. And like we weren't because we weren't really planning on it. So uh, I ended up living down here with my parents for a couple months um, while Larry got everything ready to go in Cincinnati. But yeah, here we here we are in the middle of the pandemic, moving to a new state. Yeah, and, <laughs> are, are and we you crazy? know, you know, you had been thinking about it for some time, mm-hmm. and it feels like forever, like that you're thinking about it, and then all of a sudden one day it happens, and everything's like quickly moving. Yeah. It's happening. It's like, oh, okay, here we are. And so you got down there and then you had some really incredible opportunities open up for you uh, while you were there and you were establishing yourself. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the um, the group that you got associated with and how you started down the road to becoming a speaker? Because you had always been doing singing mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you got connected in, which I was so thrilled that you found your people. Yeah. Like that's something we had been talking about for a really long time and there you were. And so, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because I remember being at one of your retreats in Canada Mm -hmm. and like, I just was really wanting to connect with creative community. Like I had a a friend that I performed with who I love, still love. (laughs) We um, still do things musically together. But um, really was just longing for some creative community. And a friend of mine, I think it was actually right before I moved, mentioned this group called Artist Stand. Um, and so I ended up doing a virtual retreat in August, the year I moved down here, because, you know, it was in the thick of COVID, so nothing was in person. Mm-hmm. And they did another one with them um, a few months later, and they ended up doing a mastermind that year of songwriters. And so uh, decided to go for it. And was still working full time at this point, but um, was just like, I, I just kept, had, like, I just knew I had to do more with music. I remember saying to my to Larry, like, I am going to die if I don't do something. Like, and, the, you know, at the same time, this clock is ticking. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there may be a little, like, midlife crisis in there, but. Happening um, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I got connected with them, did this mastermind, and it really changed my life. Like, So it was led by two professional songwriters here in Nashville who both have successful careers, who are generous and wonderful people. And um, just having that accountability and like-minded people was was amazing. Um, and then that ended at the end of 2021, and I'm still very much connected with um, people in that community and with my mentors there. Um and then uh, last April, I got connected with another um, mentor. Uh, I attended like another online thing. Um, mm-hmm. And he talked about keynote concerts. And I was like, well, actually, I'd heard the concept the year before and had bought a course but hadn't done anything with it um, yeah. by the same guy. And attending this, he was just talking about it. And I had thought about it over the last year and 
um, thought that could be really cool, which is so funny. Like, if you would have said to me in college, like, Kristen, you're going to pursue a speaking certification someday, I would have been like, whatever, Andrea. <laughs> you're on crack. But- you, thought, you mostly thought all my ideas were that... <laughs> <laughs> We're crazy anyways. No, no, you've always been a, a, a good voice of uh, of uh, reason in my life. But uh, I remember in college, you always say one day at a time, Floyd, one day at a time, because I'd get so stressed out about everything. Anyway, I still remember that. But back to the speaking. So I attended this thing and he was doing a mastermind. And so it was just crazy. Like several things happened all within a short amount of time that was like, yeah, I think I'm supposed to do this and I'm, I want to do this. And um, yeah, it was just really neat how, how it all came about. So I, I did that. And um, so I believe it was in a May, maybe that started of last year and I'm still, that's still going. So I've um, started speaking and have spoken at a few events. And so a keynote concert basically is like giving a key, keynote speech Mm-hmm. like for a conference or seminar or whatever. And you weave in a few of your original songs and even how that has come together, like sharing my story and the lessons I've learned and how that went along with songs that I was writing, but I, like how it came together, it was just feels very, um, I don't know what the right word is. Like serendipitous. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, the timing is just so cool how mm-hmm. I feel like how God has brought it all together. You know, it's, you know, when you were in, uh, I guess in Springfield, like there were opportunities that you had to go and sing places. And I remember you doing like coffee house type mm-hmm. events and you always would share something before, like you'd always have a little introduction to the song or, you know, some sort of a story that went along with it. And then you'd sing and you were always really good at, holding that space for people just to kind of be in the music and be like in that space. Like, I don't know, to enjoy That's so funny together. Yeah. Cause I don't remember that. That's hilarious. But you know, as a songwriter, you really are a storyteller. And yeah. So one thing that I've gotten into over the last couple of years is house concerts, which I love so much um, mm-hmm. because it, it's such a cool way to bring people together in an intimate setting. And you really, you share the stories of the songs and then you share the songs. And so that's in in a way kind of what I'm doing with speaking. So, yeah, so it, it really does naturally lend itself to that. But I, it, I needed someone to point that out to me <laughs> and to train <laughs> me. So, yeah, it, it's been really good. It's been scary. Um, I remember the first one I did uh, last year, I was so nervous, so nervous, but, but all, it was so good. So, so now I'm just going to, you know, go back just a little bit because you were, you were uh, a school counselor, Mm -hmm. you were living in Nashville Mm -hmm. and then you made a huge, huge leap. Yeah. Just tell us about that because we now know like you were singing and doing these speaking engagements, but how, what else was going on at the same time? Yeah. So, um, so I moved down here thick of COVID starting a new job was crazy, crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of all the COVID things and, um, being in a school setting, I mean, it was wild. And, um, but it was the, the best little school, like I loved it so much, wonderful people. And I felt so blessed, um, to be there, but I still, you know, just had this desire, like I want to do more. And as I was in that first mastermind with artist and, and doing more songwriting and, um, knew I wanted to record a project, like when, would that ended, I was like, okay, that's gotta be my next thing because I, I just, it was something I wanted to do and just for a lot of reasons, couldn't seem to make it happen over the last two decades. <laughs> <laughs> time, so much time. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do that. And then the speaking opportunity came about last year. And I had been thinking, like I said, about going part time for a long time. Um, and so I kind of looked into that again. And just things kind of didn't work out there. And so really, really, we talked about it. We prayed about it. We I overthought the heck out of it. 
Because um, <laughs> I'm really good at that. Um, <laughs> you need someone to help you think something through, you call me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so, you know, Larry, for, for honestly, the last two years, I was like, Kristen, I want you to quit and do this. But I, I, I couldn't give myself permission to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just, I don't know, I just came to the place where I was like, I know this is what I need to do. I've got to take this leap. I am terrified, like terrified, frozen, paralyzed with fear. Mm-hmm. I, like I literally remember saying to Larry and crying when I said it because I was so afraid. Like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't think I can quit my job. I, I had so much fear around it. But I, I think when you're called to do something, like it just wouldn't leave me alone. Like it just over years just kept coming back. And the more, more I did with it, the more I was like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, but I just am so scared to let go. Mm-hmm. So I finally did it. Um, so school got out and I, I, I still was just not sure. Um, it just really took some time to get quiet and. I think I printed off the the resignation letter and it sat there for like a week because I was just like, I just don't know if I can do this. It made me sick. And, um, and I just, you know, part of it too, was I just loved so much the people I was working with. Um, man, it was just a really hard thing to give up. And so I finally made the decision and I turned in my resignation and, um, wow. Like, I think for probably a month after I did that, I I went between, oh my gosh, I've just ruined my life to, oh my gosh, like, I'm really doing this. Like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. So it was exciting, but also terrifying. And um, yeah, it's been an interesting, what's it been since then? Six, eight months. That's it. It's been amazing, though, to to see how, you know, the progression of your journey mm-hmm. and, you know, what it's taken to, you know, for you to get to this point. You are, you know, um, going to be releasing your first EP. Yeah. Which is very exciting after many years, many decades. Mm-hmm. And uh, which we'll get to talking about that in just a second. But, you know, so here you've been, you know this amazing progression of, you know, going from Springfield and all that you went through, you know, when you moved to Cincinnati and kind of, you know, learning about yourself and, you know, being in, um, being really wanting to be more involved in community mm-hmm. and the community presented itself to you in ways probably you never would have expected. Yeah. And, you know, kind of went through this process to get all the way to Nashville to almost end your career in a mo- in a beautiful way to then start the next phase of your journey to begin again and <laughs> <laughs> crazy how that works dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice segue Andrea um and so here you are getting ready to begin again, you know, in, in a whole new way to start something. So what was the catalyst for this album and for, you know, what what is the music about and what are the stories about in this album? Yeah, well, it's called Begin Again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's what's cool is I started writing the title track for that when I was in Canada. We were in Toronto on one of our, it may have been the last time I was up there. Um, in 2019 and I, we had taken a break from our retreat and I was walking to a coffee shop and I got this little like melody and I actually have like the notes, like the rhythm written out in my head or on paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even back then I was like, I, I want to do more of this. I'd like to, you know, make a career change, but I don't know how. And, um, I remember I have it still recorded you talking to me at that retreat and I mean it's almost like you you it's so good to have friends like this and mentors I mean because I consider Mm -hmm. you that too like that can believe things for you when you can't believe them for yourself feeling the emotions again here but (laughs) I remember you saying like I really believe like community that creative community you're longing for like I can see that for you 
And I still wasn't there yet. You know, I was like, yeah, that would be great. (laughs) But um, so I started writing that song while I was there and um, just about wanting to start over and like lifting that heaviness off of like, I know this is what I need to do, but I'm terrified. And um, I, around that time, I read a book too called Present Over Perfect by Shauna Nequist. And good book. Oh, so good. And it was one of those deals where I, like, I'm sure the the timing of it was divine. Like it really was like she crawled in my head and wrote how I felt. And mm-hmm. I remember there was some uh, quote in there that said, um, you can, what was it? You can start again right now, rebuild, remake your life from inside, from the inside out. And I remember when I read that I was like, yeah, like that's what I want to do. You know, there was a whole lot more to it, but, um, so that was a title track and it's just funny. The songs kind of had a similar theme, which I think, you know, a lot of songwriters, it's a form of therapy for us as well. And so it deals with a lot of the things I've dealt with in this transformation and, and learning to face my fears and get unstuck. Um, so you know, there's themes of overcoming fear, facing fear, uh, having a little talk with myself, like, come on, girl, <laughs> get with it. Um, but it's just, it's just really cool. How, Like when I met with my producer um, last year, I think it was maybe, I don't know, in May. And I had sent him several songs um, and just the ones, it, they just came together and they just fit. So, and then I released my first single last summer, which will also be on this project. And um, like that was just, even just doing that was so exciting. Mm-hmm. So I, I And I feel like, you know, most people have been at a point in their life where they have to begin again, whether it's after a failed relationship, a failed job, um, you know, some kind of loss or unforeseen circumstance. So I really hope that um, it will like people will relate to it. It will encourage people. I just think how healing music has been for me in my life and how it's just been kind of a constant comfort and companion. So I'm hoping that these songs will be that for people. Well, I imagine that they completely are going to be that. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, I mean, I've been able to hear your songs over the years and I'm really excited for this new journey that you're about to embark on and I'm proud of you for taking Aww. those steps and for allowing yourself you know to follow your dream and to pursue what you've always had in your heart and um, really to create this you know like as Sean Iniqua said you know you can always create your life you know start again mm-hmm. again again create what you you desire Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we fall, you know, victim to, you know, our circumstance and say, oh, I guess this is just the way life is mm-hmm. versus saying, you know what, I want to do this. I want to create this. I want to live like this. And then taking the opportunity to do it and actually, you know, putting yourself out there. And so you're not only going to be like singing but you're going to be speaking. And it, so it was interesting. So we we reconnected again uh, back at the end of um, 2022. Mm-hmm. And uh, you went through a VIP experience. And uh, we, we talked through, and it was interesting how it worked because here you are, you've already taken the steps now. Like you've already done you know, you, you, you know what your purpose is. You're in the throes of it. You're, you're actually pursuing it. It's all happening. It's not like you're, you know, going to make it happen. It's happening. What was coming up for you when it came to actually outworking it? Um, yeah. What was, what was that next kind of phase? Cause that's where we kind of worked together in, in the VIP experience. Yeah. So, you know, transitioning to basically a small business owner because there's lots of different things I'm doing right now. And I, you know, I was so used to school structure. Like I had a schedule. Mm -hmm. I knew what time to be there. It was so structured. So I was really struggling with 
like, how do I do this? But really, even more than that, like identity again, mm-hmm. like, so I'm pursuing this speaker thing. And yeah, I'm so excited about it. And I know I can do it. I mean, I've done it. And it's been wonderful. I've had wonderful feedback from audiences. But it was kind of like I just was still struggling to really like say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And I think when you when you do make a big change like this, like kind of my experience has been with some people like they think I'm nuts or they don't quite understand it. Um, and, you know, honestly, I think a long time for a long time, I felt like it was selfish to pursue this maybe or irresponsible somehow. But I'm telling you what, I'm working harder than I ever have. Um, <laughs> Isn't it? It's so true, right? Yes. People are like, you know, when are you going to work? And you're like, you don't even know. Uh-huh. You yeah. don't even know. 24-7. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and I'm having to learn how to set boundaries with that. And, you know, yeah. I teach lessons, too, which I love. And like I said, I'm performing, doing lots of different things. And um, so it's just it's just learning to, how to and come into that identity. And so... The VIP experience was super helpful with just, I guess, kind of helping me transform my belief around what I'm doing and who I am in this new role. Mm-hmm. It's it's taking that next step. It's like, you know, saying, okay, you know, when we learn to embody the identity of who we are is really when we see ourselves step into that new level, that new experience. That's when we magnetize things into our lives. That's when we see so many different things happen. And so it's exciting to watch you, you know, take that step. And from an outside perspective, you know, I think we can see people and we can go, oh, yeah, I, I totally see them as a singer, songwriter, speaker, you know, but when it's us, it's harder to because we have all of these old stories and narratives playing out in the in the background, you know, which is what has kept us from doing it in the first place. Totally. And then all of a sudden we take the step and we're doing it. And then it's, you know, thinking, am I really this? Is this who I am? Is this my identity? And really stepping into that next level version. I know for myself, Kristen, you know, it's the same thing. You know, I've had I, I look back and I love music. And I don't, you know, I, I mean, I still love, love singing and playing. I love it, love it, love it. And I thought that that's what I would do for my whole career. And, but there was a part of me, and when I look back in college, that was doing stuff like I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I didn't have a name for it. There wasn't any kind of job that did it. I just naturally was inclined in this way to do these things. So when when coaching came up for me many, many years later, I it was like, yeah, this is the right fit, but I don't have context for it. Totally. I don't know how to step into the identity of it. And and so for me it was the same thing, like learning how to find who I am in this to create this for myself mm-hmm. and to create it in a way that is me and I'm showing up as myself and doing it when there is not a, uh, a blueprint to follow. Yes. And, you know, similarly, you and you and I both have like the same educational background. We both have a music education degree from <laughs> Evangel College mm-hmm. slash university, and we both have a master's in guidance and counseling from Missouri State University. We have the same career trajectory. Yeah. And we lived together and we were both music teachers. And then we both did counseling in schools. And then we both were like, I got to follow my dream. And we both had these like bumps along the way to get to where we are in in life. And I'm sure that there are still going to be bumps and things that are going to happen. But I'm excited for you that you are moving into this next stage of your life and how you get to now share the journey. Yeah. That's, that's really cool to be able to share that. And it's, it's neat to see the times that I have um, spoken, just the impact that that's had on people and how it's inspired them or encouraged them in, in totally different ways. You know, not everybody has to quit their job or not everybody 
No, you know, it's not always a huge thing. I mean, I really do believe that music is my calling. And I think I knew that for a long time. I just was afraid to really admit it and, you know, do what I needed to do to pursue that. But like when you're talking about um, being who you are, like that's really vulnerable. And that's something you and I talked a lot about in the VIP experience, because I've struggled in sharing this with people. I think, you know, it's again, it's fear of rejection or fear of people thinking you're crazy. So as that experience really helped me to be like, no, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. And, um, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And I hope that people hearing your story, take away, you know, some, take away a lot from this. Number one, your, your journey even, you know, started in, you know, pursuing your own dream, you know, figuring out how you could do that taking a vulnerable step to join something virtually mm-hmm. and, you know, create community that way. And then doing it again and doing it again and doing it again and finding people in those spaces who were going to point you in the direction that you needed to go and allowing yourself, number one, to financially invest, but also to take the time to invest. Because, you know, even when when we were doing um, the purpose group together in the mastermind, you were traveling to Canada multiple times and, you know, that was not only an investment of time, but money and, you know, but looking back on that, you know, it was setting the stage for the next part of your journey. Totally. It was going to be the next thing you were going to do. And, and I look at, you know, I, I, you know, when I'm talking to clients or even looking at my own life, there's, there are markers along the way where I did something that allowed me to do the next thing. That allowed me to do the next thing. And I think sometimes we think if I just do one thing, I'm going to get there. Yeah. But oftentimes it is one thing that leads to the next open door that leads to the next open door. And you have to continue to walk through the door. Yeah. And I mean, every we're opportunity still doing that, going. right? 100%. Yeah. Like and there are many times where it's like, oh, can I stop here? And then you're like, oh, no, I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's easy to look at somebody and feel like, you know, they went from this to this overnight. And, you know, like this yeah. has been a year, like years, uh, you know, journey of journeying. And for me, um, and just I really feel like at the beginning um, and you're right, it's like one, one small step, one small little mm-hmm. brave step. And then you know, the, the steps sometimes get bigger and scarier, but you couldn't take those if you hadn't started with that first small step. Yeah. Now, if you were going to, you know, share with the listener today and, and they were thinking to themselves, oh, I have a dream. I have something that I I want to do. And I'm in a place where it doesn't look like this is possible. What would you say to them? Hmm. Uh, I mean, kind of what I just said, like it is, it is possible and you just, what's one small step you can take, you know, is it connecting with community either in person or uh, virtually um, or finding a mentor, someone that has done that before you that can encourage you, that can, like you said, point you in the right direction. Those have been like the biggest game changers for me, I would say in this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is possible, and I totally get feeling like it's not. Um, yeah. But I think you've got to ha- you've got to surround yourself with people that believe in you, that are like minded. Um, yeah, you just you got to have people helping you out. You can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've had such a beautiful, supportive community. Your your family. Larry, your friends. We're all very excited for the release of your album. And so tell us when is it coming out? How can people get a hold of the music and get a hold of you and connect yeah. with you? So the first single is already out that was released um, a few months ago. Come sit down at my table so you can find it on any streaming platform, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, and lots of others. Um so the full the the release date is still not completely determined. There's still a lot of back work going in. Um, but um, I did do a Kickstarter um, back in the fall, and so those folks will be will be getting it hopefully beginning of March. And I plan to release the first single uh, hopefully end of March, beginning of April. So um, and then I, I will have the the full 
So it's a six song EP that will be available on my website probably around that time. So um, I would love to connect with uh, anybody that um, would would like to connect with me and uh, maybe yeah. has been inspired or encouraged by my story. Um, so my website is um, kristenbuddymusic.com and buddy is not like the word buddy. It's buddy like a friend, but with an E at the end. So B-U-D-D-E. <laughs> and um, also I'm on Instagram, Kristen Buddy Music. Um, also on Facebook, but I'm probably on Instagram more. Okay. Well, we'll link all of these to the show notes. So if you're interested in connecting with Kristen, you can find her on Instagram right away. You can just look over there right now as you're listening to the podcast, but all the links for her music and how to connect with her will be available on the show notes. Kristen, thank you so much. Um, I am so excited that we got to have this conversation, like just to think about you're here. It's happening. I know. It's crazy. It right? is happening. Like I'm like, I'm sure sometimes you're like, Kristen, Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd, get it together. <laughs> we did. A, we had a lot of talks. Yeah, we had a lot. But you know what? I, I, I did see you here. Yeah. Um, I did see you here and just and to actually, you know, you being here and then this is just the starting point to the next chapter is just amazing for me to even, you know, as your friend um, to witness to. And also, I just think about the people who are going to hear your story and hear your album and and then take the next step for themselves. Yeah. However that looks. Yeah. It's going to inspire them. So this yeah, is just so. kind of the thing that just keeps on giving. So anyways, I'm so grateful. And thank you for being on the Courage Cast today. Oh, thanks for having me. This has been great. Well, friend, maybe you found yourself in parts of Kristen's story where you're ready to take that leap into the unknown and really pursue your passion. It is never too late to begin again. And I want to thank Kristen for being on the show, for sharing her story with us. And if you are interested in connecting with her or you are wanting to know more about the release of her EP this spring, I encourage you to go to the show notes where all of her links will be provided for you. Reach out, connect with her, and let her know what part of her story resonated with you. Friend, until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of the Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crowley.